Good morning. I want to tell you a story about years and years ago in my life, and uh, I promise it'll all tie in. All right. Years ago, I was on Mercury Boulevard, and I had a fairly new vehicle. I had a little truck. It's like a 1984 Mazda pickup truck. How many know that that's not really big? But that's all right. I went out to eat with a friend of mine, and we were coming back, and I was at the stop at the stoplight, and it was in the evening. And I remember, you know, I'm talking. I don't know about you guys, but I used to look in the rearview mirror a little bit. And as we were talking, I saw some lights come up, and some lights come up, and some lights coming up, and they're getting close. And in a split second, I didn't see the lights anymore. But boom, I felt the lights. Amen? A dump truck ran into the back of our truck. Boom. It pushed the bed up and bent the cab. And I remember the first thing happening, that my fat head hit the steering wheel. But boom. And my friend said her head hit the windshield. Bam. And the first thing she said is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember that. I was like, I'm stopped. You know, we like to point the fingers when something's not going on. What are you doing? I was just sitting there. Sometimes in life, you're just sitting there. And, and you just get hit from behind. Well, the story goes on. We seem to be all right. I get out of the car. And as I get out of the car, I'm saying, man, I'm okay. And the guy said, man, I, I just, you know, I was working on this truck. I'm not used to it, all that. And I remember sitting on the guardrail, and they're going to go ahead and bring the, the ambulance out anyway. And I remember as I sat there, my back must have been doing something like this. <laughs> because time they got there, I was like this, you know. And I was like, what is, did we actually do some damage here or whatever? So we go, and I tell you what. The ride, the, the ride over there, that's an that's experience anyway, but I appreciate the, the men and women that, that, that serve doing that. Man, they take action, get out there, they ask me a lot of questions, everything else, and bringing, bringing us on out there. So I get there, and this is the old Hampton General. How many people remember Hampton General down there? There you go. So they're kind of shoving you over here, and you're in an emergency room and stuff, and I'm getting ready to get the x-ray, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I mean, I just ate a few minutes ago. My new truck is a paperweight. The girl I'm hanging out is yelling at me, and... This ain't good. Now I can't already stand up. You know, all that happened in just an instant. Well, how many know sometimes when you think you're going through a tough time, all you got to do is look around? Because in just a few minutes, I found out I was doing okay. Because the doors open. I mean, it was like a scene from TV. Curtains flying, people screaming, blood going places. The guy's trying to get off the gurney and everything. I'm going, I ain't feeling too bad. And then a few minutes after that, I see, of course, somebody I know, right? They come in there. I go, what's going on? He goes, man, I said, man, that guy was in bad shape. He goes, he fell out of my Jeep. I said, what? He said, we were doing some stuff, and the guy fell out of my Jeep, man. I said, oh, my goodness. In that instant, I realized maybe my problem wasn't that big. Now, I'm not minimizing your problem or anything else, but sometimes up against the backdrop of some major things going on, we can kind of find our place in the big scheme of things. And I remember talking to my friend. And I remember the fear on his face. Now, and I'm thinking, man, this is not good. It's not good. But the whole thing I want to grab out of that, the, to, to launch from that is, in an instant, things change. But because of the staff was prepared, and because that they had been trained, they were ready to take action. How much more in our Christian walk should we be ready to take action? You know, when something's going on, hey, are we ready to jump in and pray? When we see a need, are we ready to jump in and try to fill that need? You know, and also it doesn't have to be when it's a big problem. How about when it's a nudge from the Holy Spirit? How about when the Lord, when we know, how many people, let me ask you this. How many people can kind of tell when God is nudging you? Can you tell that? 
How many people will be honest and don't always move the first time you nudged? Second time you nudged. <laughs> Do I hear third time? Yeah, sometimes we just need that little extra. Lord, is that really you? Especially in the areas when we get out of our comfort zone. You know, we think, man, maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe I'm not hearing good. But I'm going to tell you what, as we walk with the Lord and spend time with the, with the Lord, we know when God's nudging us to do or not to do. And I want us today to see that God wants us to be about his business. I'm going to start with our scripture today, and our title is Take Action. James 1, says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says or otherwise, I love this, you are only fooling yourself. Have you, have you ever talked to people and, and you hear about what they did over the weekend or what they got planned and, and they're talking about all this stuff and you're thinking, I really think you're just fooling yourself, right? You know, because you know they're not going to do it. You know they're not going to follow through. I believe God is looking for a generation, a, a family of believers that is willing to say what they mean and do what they say, right? Is that us? Okay, I'm going to rewind that. Is that us? Yeah! Because today when you leave here, you say, man, i got to take action. I want to be about God's business. I want to be excited about what God's doing. Because how many know that you're not promised tomorrow? Did anybody tell you all that? I don't want to break it to you just like that, but I'm going to let you know. You're not promised tomorrow. And how many people want to finish big? How many people know that you cannot work your way to heaven? I want to make sure you know that. You can't. It's all about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. But once you're in the family of God, God's got a job for you. Amen? He's got something he wants to use you for. You're not just here to sit on the sidelines of life. God's going to use you. Somebody said, God's going to use me. Let me hear you. God's going to use me. Look at somebody beside and say, he's going to use you too. He is. He will. The question is, are we available? That's the deal. And you know what? I had, a, I had an old guy that, that, that led me to the Lord, and I used to talk to him all the time. I said, Bill, how do you keep just going? He said, son, I'd rather wear out than rust out. And I mean, he was just witnessing right on down the line. And I, I, I love that. And, and you know what? Something else, man, just thinking about that. And I want to tell you this, River. I appreciate all the prayers that I get from my church family. I know you guys pray for me every day. And my first experience with somebody praying for me every day outside of my family was Brother Bill. He had a list of folks and needs and stuff like that. And he told me later on, I didn't really. He said, son, I've been praying over you every day, twice a day ever since you got saved. And he said, I'll do it until I go home with the Lord. Man, isn't that something? Now, see, I didn't see that. I didn't always know that. Bill was taking action. And it was, he was speaking into my life, and I didn't even know it. And God was honoring those prayers. God was honoring those prayers, man. So look about, think about that. Maybe take action for you today. It's not running out and jumping up and down or going here or starting a new Bible study or whatever, it may be. It may be setting aside some time and praying. Not only for yourself, not only for your family, maybe for your church family, maybe for your country. But regardless, there is something, I guarantee you, there is something in our life that we can crank up taking action on. Somebody say amen. So today, I want to look at some stuff. This is really, I love Tuesday nights. Uh, it, Tuesday nights is growing too, and we still got room for you guys. It's been awesome. And you know, a lot of the, 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 the things that God pulls together are the messages from Tuesday nights. We're talking about stuff. We had a really good time this time. We're going to be again Tuesday at 7 this week. And so you guys come in, you can jump in anytime. Just a little commercial in the midst of that. 
But one of the things we were talking about is just, you know, obedience. And we were talking about how, you know, all through, through the Christian walk, all through the beginning of time, people would start off with God a little bit, and then they'd do their own thing, and then they'd get lost, and then they'd repent and come back to the Lord. And it, it's just a wheel. And time you're saying it's just the wheel of life. Sometimes you're here, sometimes you're here, sometimes you're, you're, you're like stuck to the mud flap. You know what I mean? And I kept thinking about that. And I want to share five things today that I believe that will really help us put spokes in our wheel to keep going for Jesus. Amen. So if you got your paperwork there, we're going to have a lot of things we can write down. But I want to go through a few things so we can take action. But before that, I want to ask you a couple questions. I, I thought about this the other day. I, how many people, I say this, I'm a people watcher. I'm not a weirdo. I'm just one of things that happen, you know. Uh, yeah, people go, well, no, I mean, if I'm in line, I'm kind of seeing if there's a need. I'm kind of seeing if I can hold the door open for somebody, see what's going on. We'll see if somebody got a gun. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm watching, man. I'm, I'm watching all the time when I'm preaching. You can't say, he's staring at me. I'm looking at everybody. That's you too on there. <laughs> so anyway, as we go through stuff and, and you talk with people and stuff, it's kind of interesting what you see. Now, I know a lot of it's through our own eyes, but I try to look at it through the lens of the Lord. Me and Denise went out to eat at uh, County Grill the other day, and we're coming out. And one thing I've done for, for quite a while now is I open the door for my girl. Boom, boom. So come on around there, and grandmama, and come on out. And I, I open the door, come down, and I see two ladies coming, and, and they look over there, and I thought, oh, they're going to get in the car. So I'm going to step back and let them get in the car first. I'll hold the door for you if you need to. And I said, uh, I said, excuse me, is this your car? And I thought I just, I thought I just punched a sailor. This lady said, blah, 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 blah. I was like, have a great day. <laughs> and then he said, what was she talking about? I said, you don't need to know. I said, I just, I just asked. And she was cussing and fussing and everything else. And it wasn't her car, but I said, okay. As things changed a little bit in the world, I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I was just trying to say, hey, you know, um, y'all can get through here. No, but it just had to say something. And it wasn't very uplifting, but that's all right. And, and I don't even think they realized what was coming out of their mouth. And I thought, isn't it a crazy time in our lives that you have folks all over the world that make some big money, got a platform, and they would choose to use the words that they choose to come out of their mouth. Man! It's crazy. Athletes, I'm not picking on them. There's a lot that do a lot of great things. Man, a lot of people do that. But here, here they about, you know, run Tebow out of the whole NFL because he was praying. But you get somebody else cussing, fussing, and putting down this and talking about this and all that. I'm going, I pray, Lord, if I have my five minutes of fame or whatever it is, five seconds of fame, that I would say something uplifting. How about you? Got to take action. Got to be prepared. You know, the Bible tells us always be prepared to give, a, a, you know, account of what we believe. And I thought, man, isn't this something now that we're living in a time such as this, that it just don't matter. It's like people can, can say whatever they want. When's the last time, I'm going to take a drink of water on this. When's the last time that you've seen somebody pray in public? Every now and then? Okay, has anybody seen anybody pray? Who's been to the mall lately? Let's just pick that. Have you seen anybody praying over the food in the food court? Now, I know there are, but I'm just saying, it's kind of far, you know, the percentage is, is, is kind of down, I would think. 
How about, uh, I don't know, where else well, we might go? Usually eating out or something like that. You'll see that every now and then. But would it be fair to say that most of the time that it's probably 90 to 10%, that 90% probably not? Maybe. You know, I, I'm just saying, you know. And, but, but when I see things like that and I talk to folks and I say in my mind, in my heart, I'm thinking God's not a priority in their life. Amen. And then I'm also wondering, well, I don't have to wonder much because then I see their actions and I go, God's not a priority in our life. Let me just tell you, all my actions don't reflect that, but I'm working on it every day, okay? I try to turn back. I'm not sitting, buddy's got it. No. But my desire is for my actions to glorify God. And sometimes it's tough. And I'll tell you what, because when somebody cuts you off, you're not always happy, are you? Let me pull up. Hey, I just want to pray for you. Yeah, I'll do that. Just pull up beep on the horn and say, I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> I ain't never had nobody do that. I ain't, I ain't cut somebody off and they go, hey, you know. They usually give you half a peace sign and keep on driving, right? Boom, yeah, rolling. It's crazy. You're like, oh, what's going on with that? It's crazy. That's Jesse's joke. He told me a long time ago, but it's true. <laughs> it's like, wow, they just give you half the peace sign. But with all those things there, with, with, with many times that it seems like our society is just washing out man and so you know what as believers in Christ it's time for us to take action let's read this again James 1 uh, 122 it says but don't just listen to the word you must do what it says otherwise you're only fooling yourself if we're just coming here and we go man enjoyed the song I saw my friend today everything else oh that's a good word how are we taking what we get today and applying it in our lives here's something else what are we bringing today are we bringing a heart that's open for the Word of God? I pray that it is. So let's jump on in. That was kind of just a little intro. Everybody doing good? All right. How many people feel like they're on the wheel sometime? Yeah. I said, man, we need to, to ride the wheel of life. Now, when, when we talked about this in Bible study the other day, I automatically went back to this. I love that drawing. I love that illustration. I'm going to give you a little backstory on that. That actually is from the Navigator Group, which is a worldwide Christian organization, and their main purpose is... Sharing Jesus. A lot of times you hear me talk about spokes in the wheel for Jesus, spokes in the wheel for Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this here. And what we're going to do, I'm going to give you five things for your spiritual tool bag. You know, Angela was talking about her tools. That was an awesome message last week. If you guys did not get a chance to watch that, check it out on our YouTube channel or keepthepromise.org. It was fantastic. And so we're just going to keep rolling with that momentum. But so many times, man, we just get on that, that, that wheel. Make the donuts. Let's go to work. Go home. I don't know about you. But I believe that God gave a great price for us. I believe God gave a great price for me. i got to make it personal. we got to make it personal. So with that, I want to invest that back into things of the kingdom of God. It might look different than hers. It might look different than his. It might look different. But you know what? Are we willing or are we going to be obedient? So this is talking about the obedient Christian in action. I'm going to read a few things here. And here we go. It says, each part of the wheel illustrates, uh, represents the illustration represents a crucially important component of a vibrant Christian. How many people want to be a vibrant Christian? Let me hear you say amen. It says, from the rim representing obedience to Christ, to the hub of Christ-centeredness, to each of uh, the four spokes, witnessing, prayer, fellowship, and the word. And so I, I decided that, you know, I'm going to take some action in this thing and turn around and say, Lord, help me to get a better understanding of this for all the things that you've put in our life at our disposal. Now, 
if you get a chance, man, draw that wheel out and see where you're coming from on that. I, you know what? I probably should have put that on the handout. But you know what? We've got each word and we've got an opportunity to apply those things today. So what's the first thing we're going to talk about today? Prayer. How many people pray on a regular basis? How many people need to pray on a regular basis? Everybody say, yeah, right? <laughs> now, I don't know what that regular is, but I'm thinking often. All right? And this is my favorite scripture about prayer. I want to share it with you here. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. How many know somebody that's anxious? Hurry, tell me. I need to know. A little anxious. Right? To get, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known, uh, made known to God. And I love this underlying part. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Man, I love breaking that out. Look at that. So a lot of times the Lord already knows. A lot of times he says, man, we're anxious. He says, you don't need to be anxious. You just need to be praying. Amen. We come on down here. What else? Everything by prayer and supplication. Praying and asking. Lord, I got this situation going on. Or Lord, I'm available. How do you want to use me? Hey, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And Lord, I'm going to be obedient to do that. I, I say this a lot. How many times people just feel like they get overwhelmed in life? It's true, man. I'm going to raise both hands. We can just say, how is this going to fit in the schedule? Today's going to be a very busy day. And I start laughing. I started laughing. I said, God's going to have to grow this day to get everything done, but he'll do it. It's amazing when we put in first how he starts just multiplying time somehow. That's what it seems like. He just makes it happen. So look at this. Now, how many times are we praying with thanksgiving? I pray that we are. I pray that we are. See, we got to get to heartitude. I love that word. Attitude, heartitude of being thankful, you know? You know, I talk to friends all the time. I went and talked to one of my buddies yesterday, and we were just talking about the old days and, and hanging out and talking about stuff. And, and, and one of the things that came out of our conversation was how thankful we were, how thankful we are. You know, when I talk to people at my job and I tell them about different things, they go, I can't believe you're still here. And actually, I thought I had it pretty good. Then I got looking around. It's like, wow, that was pretty dangerous, wasn't it? You know, sometimes we How many know that we just don't think all the time before we act? Amen. I get a lot of people that say, yeah, yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, as I get older, I pray that I at least take a second, the 10-second rule, right, Donna? We let it process. That's what we talk about. We're going to let it process and then say, okay, Lord, what will you have me do? We're going on through there, the peace of God that passes all understanding. I think everybody wants peace. You got people fighting for it ever since, I, since the beginning of time. You know, what is that, that peace worth to you? But I'll tell you what it was worth to God. It was worth him sending his only begotten son so that we can have peace with him. He reconciled us. There's no longer this, but this. And see, I want you to, to, to realize that God is for you. He's not against you, but God doesn't just turn his back to sin. He's awesome and holy, but he's made a remedy for sin, and his name is Jesus Christ. And that's where that peace comes. It passes all understanding. And look at this. How many can have a real good day, and then the next day we start worrying again? And you get a couple hours, and then you start worrying again. And you step out a little bit, man, you got a good three weeks, and then we start worrying again. But the Bible says that he will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So guess what? I need to be in Christ Jesus if I want my heart guarded and my mind guarded. This thing right here, even as small as it is, you know, that little being in my brain, it can think of some crazy stuff. 
And that enemy, whatever we say, the, the, the battlefield is the mind. So we need to guard our mind. So I want to give you some tools today that will help guard our mind, guard our hearts, and become strong in the Lord. So we know prayer is, is important, but I wanted to tell you that's the benefit of prayer. That's the benefit of prayer. There's even more. Y'all ready? Psalm 73, 28. And that's your memory verse this week. It'll be a test next week. Just teasing. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God, God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Think about this. Now, underline a few things. Because the psalmist inserts himself in the story. But for me... Let me tell you, I'm going to buddy up with him on this. For me, it is good for me to be near God. Can I get an amen? Would you agree with that? Amen. And then he says, I have made the Lord God my refuge. He made a decision. He made a choice. I'm following. A refuge, a safe place. He's saying right there, he said, you know what? The Lord is my safe place. My safe place. That... I may tell of all your works. Man, I had a guy come over yesterday uh, to visit a family come over, and they were talking to Jesse about trumpet business and stuff, and I almost felt bad for the guy the time he left out. I really didn't. He asked me about what the Lord had been doing in my life. Man, I couldn't help it. That dude was back here like this. I mean, I was just, I said, man, let me tell you what God's doing, man. I said, man, God is moving. I said, man, I'll tell you what. And I'm talking faster, and I see the spit flying out of my mouth, and everything, the guy's going, that's good. That's good. That's good. And then he went to say something, and he t- then he, I let him talk a little bit, and then he messed up and took a breath away. And I said, let me tell you some more. I'm telling you, man, because I, I get excited about that. Because you know why? This is the best thing in my life. This is my life. That's the deal. I could pick a whole lot of, well, I ain't got this, I ain't got that. Man, I got Jesus. How about that? And when I put him in the right spot, in my heart, because he's in the right spot. Notice I said my heart. And I get speaking this right here. But for me, it is good to be near God. Woo, come on now. I mean, I'm going to be all up in there like that. I want to be all in the middle of that. How in the world can you do that? Because you missed the mark sometime because Jesus paid the price. Because therefore there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, those are the things I had to get in my heart. That's why they just come bubbling out like this. Because I needed to know, Lord, I wouldn't pick me. Lord, that wasn't good yesterday or the day before or this or that. I need you, I need you, I need you. But as I continue to realize, I grow closer to the Lord. When you make a bad decision sometimes or do something that you know you shouldn't do, where was God at in it? You shut the door on him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord said, come on, I love you. Come on, I love you. He said, no, nah, I'm going over here. Right? That's how it is with me. You know? And next thing you know, how did I get here? You know what? Because one step at a time, one blink at a time, I looked at something else instead of God. But as I continue to get close to God and draw near to God, man, I'm thinking, I wonder what he's going to do today. The guys at work go, how can you be so happy this early? I said, because it's a new day, man. We got opportunities, people. We got opportunities today. And they said, yeah, but we got that big job out back. I said, we can shine on that job. And guess what? Everybody's going to know that the Lord gave us wisdom in that. Last week, we had a job. I was so tickled with that. We had to get this part and that part, and this guy had to weld something. We had to do this. I had to come up here. And, and all, these, all this stuff had to come together, man. 
And usually what that means, <laughs> not fun. Because you think your idea is the best. And surely I think my idea is the best. And Mike, I know he thinks his idea is the best because I've seen it work before, right? It's the best, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just teasing it. He goes, yeah. We all get like that. But in that instant when we were working on a few things, we were able to say, hey, that's a really good idea. Cool. And from that really good idea that somebody else had, I got to input just a little bit of a good idea. And then somebody else said, hey, you know, buddy, that's a good idea, but, but you know, it might even be better if we did this. And I started seeing, and we all sat there and we go, can you believe how good that job went? That don't, I've been there 32 years. God, jobs don't usually happen always like that. You have some good ones. But the great thing was that we took in that instant and go, wow. And the bell's going off. Work together. Work together. This is good. And man, we came back and we took our little break at the table and go, sitting there eating our crackers and stuff. And you go, man, that job really went good. Why did I bring that up? Because that's a real life situation. And you know, a lot of times, it, you know, I don't know about you. How many people pray when they're working on stuff at work? Amen. I had been praying about that. I knew it was going to be about, a, it was 101 degrees. And these guys are welding. I'm sitting beside, I know they're not liking me because I'm going, are you done yet? And they're going, you want to do this? You know? And so I'm praying, Lord, make this thing go good. Help us, help us on this. Help us to be safe. This is a dangerous job. It's got to work. And boom, it came together. And I thought, why don't I do that all the time? Isn't it amazing what happens when we turn around and we pray? Had a couple little things. It's a gift. It's a privilege. It's a tool. It's a blessing. And here's everybody loves this part. It's a time saver. Many times it's a time saver. It's just amazing. If you would just seek the Lord, if I would just seek the Lord and go, oh, yeah, don't forget I need that wrench. Oh, I need this. Or I need not to get the scissors on the pipe. I need the right tool, right? I, I like that message. That was awesome. But all those things, God shows us that he is with us. And I think here, I love this because the psalmist, he just pulls it down. He said, but for me, it is good to be near the Lord. Somebody say amen. So we know praying is an awesome thing. We all, this is not something y'all don't know. It's just a good reminder. How about that? How about the word of God? That's another spoke in the wheel. Let's keep on rolling. I said, the word of God is his direct voice showing us not only who he is, but how to live and interact with everybody around us. Practical application, just what I said, playing nice with others, right? Even when you try to help them out and they cuss you out and everything else and you're going, have a great day, right? It's amazing. I said, but have, have you ever thought about that? This is huge. It's a game changer that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can listen to the Lord. He's got the handbook on life and he wants to help us, amen? So the word of God is important. It's got to be a vital part of our every day. Amen. So let's take a look at what God says about his word here. Second Timothy 3.16, he says, all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. We could stop right there and that'd be woo all day long, right? But look at this. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. See, the Bible will give you God-sized eyes. God, the, God's word will give you God's sight, God's wisdom. You know, and that's what I look back at. What I mean by that is, as we're looking at that, time in the Bible will always help grow our hearts in the Lord. Always. When we start reading his word and inserting ourselves in the story and speaking his word, why do we speak it? 
Man, we need to speak those things into existence. The Bible talks about that there's power in our tongue. Anybody ever been hurt with words? Have you been a, rather been hit with a stick than hurt with words? I mean, hit me with a stick, I'll heal up, but man, that cut. That's deep. And then guess what the devil does? He takes that and he'll whisper it to you over and over when you're going down the road, when you're going down here, and right even when you're, when you're at the top of the game. Woo! Yeah, but you can't do that again. Woo, look at this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Always doubt. The enemy always wants to send doubt. And God always wants to send love. Now, he will correct you and me, right? He'll say, he goes back to his word. Look at this. He says that it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. Because sometimes we don't do everything that is just true in our life. Amen. But we go to the Word of God. When I counsel people when they want to get married and things like that, I say, let's talk about it. Where is God at in your life? Where would you say God is in your life? And then you ask them a few other things. You know, just so, so, so if you're going to have kids, you think you guys might have kids? Oh, yeah, we want to have kids. We want to have a bunch of kids. That's good. So how are you all going to raise your children? Well, what do you mean? Is, is the Lord going to be the foundation? You, do you got a church family? Are you going to plug them into the Word? Are you going to dedicate that baby to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, we're coming before you today and we're going to raise this child in a Christian home and we're going to do our very best to teach them the Word of God. And you say, I get different faces sometimes, you know. And then you go a few things, and I'm just, just sharing a few things in my conversation. I said, well, what about money? Does she have any debt? Do you have any debt? Do you have it's like, I'm like, do you not talk about these things? I'm getting to the real issues here, you know. And next thing you know, somebody got a doctor bill, and then they think, you know, and they, 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 I can see already just asking about five questions how this thing's going to go, right? And I'm thinking, did y'all ever talk about this? Because they in love. You know, when you get in love, boy, you got to get a lip down there, love. They in love, boy. Oh, yeah, they looking at each other and everything like that. I'm thinking, okay. You can be in love, but you got to be more than that if you're on it for the long haul. You have to make a decision. You know, and folks that I've talked to that's been married 50, 60 years and all like that, and I always tease, I say, it's easy, and then they say, Lord, child, no. <laughs> I remember Miss Madge was back here one time. I said, Miss Madge, I said, y'all been married? How long? She told me. I said, it's just been a picnic. She said, oh, no. Son. She said, but we pray a lot. <laughs> I said, there you go. You know, sometimes you just got to make a decision. I'm holding the course. Lord, help us in these situations. So we need to know that that's the truth. What else we got? Some more word for us here. Romans 15, 4 says, For everything that was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that through endurance and the encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. We talked about it the other day. If, you want to, if somebody's just really down, you know what? Their hope has been robbed. Our hope is in Jesus. And I don't mean like a hope so of the world. I'm talking about our confident expectation that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And God is who he says he is. And if you want to know who he is, look to Jesus, look to the word, amen, and you will find out just who he is. Somebody say amen. That's a good place to say amen right there because that's the truth. Man, if you want to defeat your enemy, you know, I, 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 look at this. Uh, I used to watch boxing a long time ago. And they get up there and they get all the guys get like this and be looking them down and staring them down. The old mind game. Guess what? He was trying to throw some doubt. Because even in that sport or anything else, they know if I get in your mind, boy, I got you. Right? The devil knows if he gets in your mind, he's going to send you down the road. But here's the thing. 
If you've got Jesus in your heart, he'll override that, amen? He'll override that. But we've got to keep on speaking it. We've got to keep on learning it. We've got to keep on ch- checking it out. Because you notice this word right here, endurance? That don't mean a one-time shot, does it? Endurance, ongoing, keep on trucking, pressing in. Hey, what was our title? Who can tell me what it is? Take action. That means to continually take action. Let's keep on rolling here. I love this scripture right here. How many people are familiar with this? John 1, 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been seen. And he says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Somebody said, that's Jesus, right? That's Jesus right there. The word, the word, the living word. Man, later on it says, man, he, he, man, he became flesh and dwelled amongst us. That's heavy duty. Man. You know what? Do people ever say, you remind me of Jesus? I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that. But that'd be a great compliment, wouldn't it? You remind me of Jesus. You remind me of Jesus. Hey, you know what? I want this week I want to challenge us to look more like Jesus. Amen. That don't mean go talk in King James language or something like that. Everybody there, oh, that must mean read the King James version. I'm pretty sure he wasn't speaking in King James. They say Aramaic, right? Greek, yeah, all that. But anyway, going back to this here, wouldn't it be good? And say, man, that guy's a mirror of Christ. That person's a miracle. Do people want to be around you when their situations come up because they know? How many people have ever said this? Oh, such and such mama, she's got a main line to Jesus. Somebody, you just know people that pray and it just seems like things happen. You ever had somebody pray for you and your hair on your arms coming up, the Holy Ghost is moving, you go, ooh, I want to hang out with them. I pray that's the way it is when we get here. But not just when we get here, but when we leave here. Because something that said today or something that God showed us today through his word and through prayer says, hey, man, this is a powerful deal. I love the word of God. I mean, I love the word of God. And you're talking to a guy that used to hate to read everything else. Now, number one bestseller, the Bible. I never get tired of reading the Bible. I make myself, or I should say, I make the decision to read the Bible. Amen. And I don't mean like, oh, I got to do it. I mean that I got to make it a priority. When you make something a priority in your life and you really do, it will happen. You made a priority, you're going to come to church today. If it's, I know things come up, everything else. Monday morning, most of us are going to be going to work. Is that a priority? At some point it is. Got to do it. Got to get it. How much more should taking the word of God and opening up be as we go through here, man? It's an opportunity. When I thought I had some other notes in there I want to share. I, I, I broke the word hope out and I probably used this before because it came to me so fast. I said, uh, hope, help, opportunity, peace, and encouragement. I like that. Man, think about that. You got help. You got opportunities. God brings you peace, and he's going to encourage you through his word. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. We serve a risen Savior. Come on. Remind me, I was talking about boxing in this corner. Man, we got Jesus. That's awesome, isn't it? Woo, how about witnessing? How many people just love to share their faith? That's what I thought. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's difficult. Don't beat yourself up if that's the case. Hey, look, but you know what? It is a command, the Great Commission. Y'all are familiar with this. I'm going to read it to us, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
Man, it, it shows us how God has a task for us. Amen? He wants to use your life and my life to bring other people into the kingdom of God. Think about it. If it was just about you getting saved, going to heaven, you say, Lord, I need you coming to my life. I believe you're the son of God. I really believe that. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I'm turning from that. I need you. Poop, gone. Sitting in the throne room, right? But with that, it's the commission. You got a boat, the commission. You're on. We're, we're charting the course. Guess what? When we give our life to Christ, we're charting the course to do his will, to do his work, to be used in the kingdom, right? How many people know? That God has a plan and he can even use you. Yeah. The reason I say that because y'all look at me and say, if he can use buddy, he can use anybody. And that's, I'm the poster child for God to use anybody. I am, man. I'm just like kidding. I was just like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know either, but I know Jesus. And look what happened. Woo. Look at that. He's still working. He's still working all the time. Look at the opportunities that God gives you every day. How many people are still in the workforce? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. All right, all over the place. Guess what? There's an opportunity coming Monday. How many people are not in the workforce and at home? Guess what? God works at your house too. Amen? It's everywhere. Guess what? We all qualify and we qualify in Christ. The deal is, are we willing to serve? I hope that we are willing to witness. Now, one of the things I want to say about witnessing is sometimes we get overwhelmed. The number one answer on that that I hear a lot of time about witnessing, and I say something, they said, they go, I, I just don't feel qualified. Sometimes we don't feel qualified. It's okay. We qualify in Christ. Just tell them what he's done in your life. Just tell them what you believe. You don't have to, you don't have, to have all the pieces of the puzzle. I just say, hey, you know what? I believe that the word of God is the inspired word of God. Hey, I believe that there's one way to heaven. And his name is Jesus Christ. I believe that when I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, when I call on Jesus' name to forgive me, that he will save me and secure me. That's what I believe. What do you believe? Well, I don't know. I'm a pretty nice guy. I've done, I try to treat people right. Well, that's great. But that's not in the word. You can't work your way to heaven. It says your works are like filthy rags. Aren't you glad that there's only one way to heaven? I, I say it all the time. I'm so glad there's one way to heaven because if it was more, I would mess it up. It's Jesus plus nothing. Man, I'm going with Jesus. And then one of my favorite things to talk about because I was bragging on y'all the other day, just telling y'all how much, I, telling somebody how much I love y'all. Fellowship. That's a good strong spoke right there. I went to eat with a guy the other day, and he's another pastor from another church from another place. And uh, I might have shared this, but it's worth repeating. And, you know, you get in a little pastor meeting, everybody asks, well, this, that, and all that. And then, then you really get down. After about your third uh, thing of mashed potatoes, now you're talking. You know what I mean? You done burped a couple of times, everything, all, everything's good. I'm just telling the truth. Everything's, ah, okay, I'm sorry. And the guy said, so, man, what's so special about your church? I said, oh, let me think about this I could have went to a lot of things, but this would popped out of my heart. I might have shared this with you. It's worth, worth repeating. I said, the fellowship is genuine, and the people like each other, and they love Jesus. And the guy went, he said, that's awesome. I said, now, I know there's a lot of things we probably don't do right, but I'm going to tell you right there, we, we like getting together. You know? 
I said, the other day we were going to have a little uh, get-together. We didn't know how long we could stay. And everybody said, can we just stay longer? Most people was like, how long, how long do we got to stay? When is this done? Let me stamp the ticket. I believe that we have genuine fellowship here because we have genuine people that love the Lord and love one another. See, it's like this. Here, 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 here. It makes a cross. Upward, inward, outward. That's fellowship. But it's got to be upward first. And as it's upward, then it's inward, and God works in our heart. Guess what? Then the fellowship comes out, man. You hear that? There's a need? Well, what, what can we do? Well, what's going on? Hey, did you know something? Well, well, what can we do? That's what I love. Look what it says here in Hebrews 10, 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. How many know some people do? I was of some people that did. I'm just telling you, right? But encourage one another. Ooh, look at this. Especially now that the day of his return is drawn near. Woo, come on. Look at the world. Look at what's going on. Tell me you don't think Jesus is coming back soon? I know we don't know. We should be prepared every day. But I'm going to tell you what. That's why we need to pull together. That's why we need to encourage one another. It's something about it when we can talk to our brothers and sisters in Christ and pray together and lift one another up. That fellowship is rich, man. That fellowship is amazing. And I am grateful for each one of you guys. I said, you know, we were not created to go solo. You know, we just not created to go solo all the time. I said, but in concert with other believers, I said, we have a relationship course that's personal with Jesus Christ. But then it goes from there and flows in to the family of God, man. So how many people are ready to take action today? I hope you are. Come on. We're going to bring it home. Woo! Christ! Now look at this scripture right here. I love this scripture here. Galatians 2, 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Man, when you get to that point, some days we're there, sometimes we're not. Sometimes if you think of that rim, we're probably over here by the valve stem, right? All the way over here. But I'm going to tell you what, keeping Christ-centered. See, spokes in the wheel to me mean this, that each one of us in the family, let's go with the rim in the family right there, and each one is a spoke in that rim. And then you got the hub holding it all together. That's where our focus is. Man, when I was younger, I tell you what, any, my dad used to tell me, son, why is it that you always try to make equipment do what it won't do? He says, your motorcycle, you take the baffle out of it. You take the governor off of it. It's got two wheels. You ride on one. Why? I don't know. I like pushing it, man. But one of my things, my claim to fame in the neighborhood was riding the wheelie, man, on my 10-speed. I could do, I think it was 13 houses total, but 10 with one hand. <laughs> I'd be good to get it from here to there, just riding it now. That was a big deal. But with that, guess what? That wheel takes a lot of extra pressure in the back. And you hit some humps and bumps and all that. And my wheel would look like this after the time I get riding home. I'm going home like this. And the brake's going, and you know, we got the little brake calibers going. And my dad goes, what's up with that bike, man? My dad's following me down the street and said, the wheel looks like an S. I said, I was just riding some wheelies and stuff. So my dad got this spoke wrench. Yeah, how many people know what a spoke wrench is? Yeah, got this little spoke wrench. My dad was a master, man. I didn't know I was going to preach on this. This is cool. But he would sit out there and turn the thing upside down on the picnic table because he waited to get a garage when I left. 
But we had a picnic table. And the baby food jars were all the nuts and bolts, and I had to pick them up when he did it. I don't know about y'all, but that's going back for me. And he got his spoke, spoke a wrench. And my dad would take that wheel, and the wheel would go, dum, 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 dum. and he stopped, and he'd mark it. That's the back of And he'd adjust it. I, got, I see him right now. And of course, everybody thinks it's cool with a hat on sideways. My dad did that for years. How about that? He's like a hat over here. And he messed with that, and he'd he, he tune it, and he'd spin it again, and he'd adjust it. And he adjusted. And right here, right now, this is what the Lord's showing me. That his word, right? That his word is that spoke wrench. And he gently, my dad would gently move that over here. And he would loosen that up and he'd spin it. And he'd tighten this up and spin it. And finally, he would finally get that wheel where it would be almost perfect. With God's word, it will be perfect. With Christ, it will be perfect. But I think back about that. How in the world would God, that's just God working there, right? I'm not thinking about a 10-speed bicycle when I'm riding up here. I'm not thinking about my tire being warped. But the Lord's showing me things as we continue. Lord, I'm praying, Lord, I want this to be a great message for people to understand. And sometimes we got to see it right in our mind's eye. Man, because he would focus on that center hub. Christ, we focus on that. He could adjust those spokes in a way. When he spun the wheel, man, the wheel would continue to go straight. If we focus our life on that wheel, right, with Christ in the center, and each spoke, do we need to make an adjustment on the word? Do we need to make an adjustment on the prayers? How about our witness and our fellowship? But if you want it strong, if you want, to, want it to, to, to be able to roll and not wobble, you've got to be focused on Christ. Are you ready to take action? Somebody say amen. Let us pray. Amen. Lord, you are so good. Man, I can't say enough about you. Father, I thank you today for the opportunity to share. I thank you, Lord, that you are worthy. And, Lord, I pray that you are always in the center of our life. But, Lord, sometimes I know in my life and other lives, we need that spoke wrench. It might come in the form of a word. It might come in encouragement. It might come in teaching. It might come in somebody just saying, hey, look, let's get a refocus here on the centerpiece of Christ. If you're here today and you feel like your, your, your spiritual wheel is a little wobbly, I'm going to tell you what, today, take action. Put your heart in the hand of God and allow him to make the adjustments. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you what, today is no better day. Today is the day you're not watching this by chance. If you watch it three months from now, three years from now, the message is still the same because God never changes. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And for that, I am grateful. Jesus says there's one way to heaven, John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. So today we want to give you opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says all has failed right? Come short of the glory of God. That means we've all bloated. We all got a sin condition. We all got a wobble in our wheel. How about that? But God is willing to take you just as you are when we confess to the Lord Jesus. Lord, I need you. Lord, I know that your word is true. And Lord, today, I pray if anybody's listening to this right here, that they will make that decision. For our friends and family that are here today, make sure that you have that relationship with Christ. 
It's all about the gospel, the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his redeeming power by him pouring out his blood, his life source, to purge us from all our sin, but we need to apply it to our life by faith. Lord, we need you. Lord, come into my life. Pray that prayer where you are. It doesn't have to be the perfect word, but it's got to be the perfect faith. I believe in Jesus. I put my faith and trust in Jesus. Today, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, today, forgive me of my sin. Help me to walk this out. I receive you today. If that's you today, tell somebody so that we can continue to pray for you, that you can enjoy the fellowship and make that wheel stronger and stronger as it turns for the kingdom of God. Everybody said amen. amen. Friends, if you're watching today, I just want to tell you, I pray that that message hits your heart. I pray that you got any questions, give us a shout out. Today could be the difference in eternity for you. Amen. Amen. Get